Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the the Lost the Lost Geeks podcast. Here's the doc, and I am JT, and welcome to part two of Toxicity in Gaming. In part one, we discuss toxicity in tabletop, and in this episode, we are going to focus on video games. I do want to take a moment really quick here to address the context in which we spoke about toxicity in our last episode, and of course, moving forward in this one, uh, where I think we were talking more about toxic players, and I think we want to clarify what we're really trying to focus on here is toxic behavior. And I believe that these can happen in a few categories. So obviously, starting off, we have the intended toxic behavior. Mm -hmm. That's someone's purposefully, I'm going in this with the intent to be toxic because I'm in a bad mood or it's how I get my kicks, whatever it may be. Um, And someone with this, it's a toxic gamer is a player who has a bad attitude in usually an online gaming context. These are players who are constantly complaining, swearing, being rude, acting out towards other players and bringing other players down. And then there is the unintended toxic behavior. And I think that was more the focus of our last one. Usually I think with a lot of tabletop environments a lot of that toxic behavior is unintended and once it's discussed and talked about I feel on the norm it's probably cleared up after that obviously you know there can be definitely like no I intended this because I wanted to you know mess up your game or throw you off or see how prepared you were because I didn't think you were going to be a good DM. Well, I think in the toxicity tales, we've kind of hit some of those. Those seem to be more cases where someone was doing something intentionally, whether it was the guy who messed up the girl's game that she was DMing and stuff like that. That's just, that was obviously intentional. But yeah, and I think we, maybe it didn't need to be specified, but we just kind of wanted to clarify. It's like, it's not, these things can't happen without people meaning to be toxic. So, And then I've got, I do have one more type uh, and that's... uh baited toxic behavior and basically it's the mindset of well it happened to me so i'm going to do the same to others Mm -hmm. this eye for an eye and i know several individuals on a personal level that are vehemently passionate about doing this like oh they did this to me i'm gonna single you out and make your life miserable (laughs) Which is not, it's not a good way to live. It's just not. No, I'm going to go on a little thing here for a moment. So I I hope you don't mind. But the eye for an eye saying I've noticed is getting a little bit of kind of hate towards it. I've I've seen uh, several things coming out to like uh, basically opposition to that statement. And some of them being like, you know, assuming we could all see to begin with, haha, or, you know, bats adapted, so can we. And I mean, bats really aren't blind. So I don't know who you're trying to impress with that statement, but uh, some more like forgiveness is just another word for injustice. Uh, sight is overrated, not a blind man's problem. 
and in the lot in the land of the blind the one eyes man <laughs> is king i love that saying just because it's so like dark and creepy i just i think eye for an eye makes the whole world blind gets misconstrued a lot and if any of these are ever used against you <laughs> i mean this is honestly just another form of aggression to excuse the hostile behavior because that is easier than facing the reality of the situation most of the time. I find I'm happier if someone wrongs me. I tend to always just tell myself that karma will eventually catch up to them. And I know the concept of karma with some people, it's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, I have seen karma in action on so many levels throughout my life, I absolutely believe in it. Whether everyone gets this exact accounting, I don't know, but you you do get what you put, like what you give. I mean, that you it, I've seen it happen just countless times throughout my life. In some ways, I, I say it's kind of funny. There's some ways where it's more, I don't know if fun's the word, but like having kids, you probably experience this. There's stuff that you did as a kid that your kids like do to you and it's not anything (laughs) terrible but it's just like uh, you know and you you can look back and be like yeah i i I just had this one a long time coming and obviously as most of the time what kids behaviors they're not intentionally trying to do things to bother you it's just it's how kids act and that's the karma of it then when they have you have kids (laughs) you deal with them (laughs) the same with the same behaviors you did as you were a kid so but it's sometimes it's in ways like that that are not quite as Oh, someone did something evil to me, but I've also seen that happen to uh, someone mm-hmm. that just is a generally mean person just gets that energy right back to them and something will happen. So, uh, like I said, I, that's kind of how I try to calm myself down when someone wrongs me. It's just like, oh, well, the karma will come back around and justice will be done sometime. I probably won't see it, but I, they'll get theirs. So, Yeah, I find myself doing this quite often. It's funny you bring that up, but I slammed my finger in the door over the weekend and out loud, I was just like, what did I do to deserve that one? (laughs) Well, and so, yeah, I always wonder if some of the karma gets paid off and things that, I I don't know, I always feel like it's paid off best best when they remember doing something similar to somebody else. So I don't know, (laughs) slamming your finger in the door. I don't know if that's Eh, maybe it is some random karma. Did you step on a bug at some point or <laughs> something you didn't know? You stepped on some beetle. Well, it, it was my finger and it was just, it was really weird because the door like hung up, it, something it usually never did. And then it ended up shutting much faster than what it normally does. And my finger had just gotten like caught in there that split second. <laughs> it was Jeez. just like, what? It's so, it was so, it was just so weird how it happened. And I was just like, what did I do? <laughs> I paid for some karma right there. So I guess that being said, we do have some different, we're going to structure this one the same way as last time, but we're going to kind of focus more on video game toxic players. So there's quite a few different ones. One thing I noticed when I was looking up kind of suggestions online for this was that some games have specific things. There was a lot of references to League of Legends and Uh, dota and stuff like that about very specific things to those games i would just kind of mark them all and our first one i want to go into is trolling (laughs) everyone who has been on the computer has dealt with this in some form or another 
whether it's trolling on a video game or on Facebook or any social media, really, you have people on there. And the bad thing about these people is they, at the end of the day, I think they're just trying to get attention and get people to fight with them. So it's there. I've heard don't feed the trolls. And that's the best <laughs> response to this is you, you can't feed them because that's what they want. Well, yeah, it's uh, that attention yeah. seeking habit where ha i've got you and now you're focused on me and that's that's the power you're handing to them when you engage we have to talk about this uh oh the vampire show um what we do in the shadows <laughs> um this is a spoiler for if you haven't watched the newest season yet but um there's an episode where there's a character in the show who's an energy vampire so he mm. gets online and trolls and gets people riled up on facebook and that feeds him and he comes across this other person who's trolling him. So they agree to meet up in this back alley. And I think he's thinking he's going to like basically completely drain him. And it ends up being like an actual troll. <laughs> it's massive. Yeah, yeah. Like this is massive <laughs> troll comes out. It's like they get this. It, it, it's, it's just hilarious. But yeah, I mean, that's it. These people, I think there's an episode of uh, South Park that kind of gets into it too. And I think it's, I think it's Kyle's dad. I think, yeah, I think it's Kyle's dad. He comes home and trolls every night. People are like, this guy must just be a miserable person. No, he's he's completely happy during the day. He just, that's like his thing at night. He gets on the internet and trolls people. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but eh, yeah. Well, another thing I like about that episode is it plays on trolls talk a really big game. And so, you know, it's like, oh, if I ever met that person, I'd make him eat those words. And so he actually goes and he's facing down this like massive actual troll. And it's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Uh, that That's a good show. If if you like some dark humor, it's it's a really good show. So I think everyone goes through a brief trolling stage of video game. I, sh I should not say everybody because there's different levels of it. The closest thing I could think of to whenever I did what I would consider trolling um, when I used to play the original Starcraft back, back in the day one way to get easy wins was to go into these seven verse one computer matches and you would go in and seven people would just kill the computer and then you'd get your win. What inevitably happened is someone would not have allied victory on you you would kind of do this on purpose because it would usually prompt this weird Game of Thrones thing going on. And it was kind of fun to try to root out who was the person that was not doing it and this and that. So I remember getting involved in those games quite a bit. And I remember a lot of times being the one to keep the allied victory off. Now, that being said, I think a lot of the people that went into those games wanted the Game of Thrones thing because you went into those knowing that that like happened 50% of the time as people were in there trying to like play that weird other game. <laughs> and it was, it was a lot of fun too. I actually remember enjoying that a lot. Uh, one of my friends and I would go in there and we would be kind of working together, but you would, you know, you'd start throwing ac accusations at somebody. It's like, oh no, it has to be this guy. He did this. And it was just really funny with the mob mentality and stuff. So <laughs> that's probably the closest thing I've ever done to trolling. I, like I said, I don't, I don't know whether it really was or not. If you went into those games, you knew that a troll situation was going to happen half of it at the time, but <laughs> yeah, probably consider that fairly light. It, I mean, it almost turned into an, you know, among us today. That's what it kind of sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's that, Yeah. Oh, Among Us, that game. Oh, we could talk about that. 
game. I we better not get into that right now. <laughs> that game. I remember when we got that. Somebody had said that this game will make you hate everybody, and it unfortunately the group that we were playing with could not handle that game. It was just not a good mix of people to be able to play that. And I pretty much have said I won't play it anymore because of that. It just it, having nights end on multiple occasions with people just quit like rage quitting or yelling that's a what if that's happening i don't need to play a game like that yeah and you could tell when the dip started happening you could definitely sense things someone would say something and someone make a wise crack back and you could just tell the storm was brewing the problem with that game is if you had a group of people who were playing and just didn't really care and weren't taking it so seriously i think it would be fine and, and I like to win too. I, I'm not saying I don't, but it just it ended up not being fun. And then there was a lot of accusations of cheating going on. And I I'm not getting into that of who did or didn't. Is it it really doesn't matter. But the unfortunate thing is, is once that got thrown out and it was obvious that people were, it became almost impossible to play the game because it's like if the way the game if you played it works is if people are cheating, it just you, it it, it, does, it takes the whole gameplay mechanic out of it. It's just not even, I mean, it's yeah. just not even, there's no point to playing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and there were certain things going on behavior that I, I feel that behind some of the scenes it was happening. And even, even if it wasn't, which at this point I'd have to see, a lot of evidence towards that but even once the rumors out there you start questioning the validity of everybody playing and like well how did you know this and how did you know that and there's just there's there's weird circumstances that that you can fall victim to in that game and you're not like purposefully trying to troll someone or grief someone but I swear there were times where I would watch someone just disappear from the map and I would be like, okay, you just went an event or, you know, you're definitely the killer. And I would go report it and it turns out they weren't. And it's like, I really like you disappeared from my screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the problem with it was, and like I said, we don't, I don't, I really, it's fine. It just, the game is what it was. So, and I know, like I said, I'm not, I, it's the games, we're not playing it anymore. It's fine. The problem was too, is it, I would be shocked if no one was cheating. And the reason I say that is because I would say I probably knew everyone in the group on a personal level. Most of them were friends or siblings or relatives. And so I got to hear lots of different versions of events and there were enough people thinking there was cheating going on. That makes me think there was, but that being said, the nature of that game, it, it, it I, I, I'm not going to say for sure it was happening because it just that game is very, you know, the sus part of it. It, it, it could have just been people being so paranoid that it wasn't happening. But there were a few things to myself that I just it just really seemed like something was going on. But I don't we don't need to get into that. It, it like I said, I. I'm not worried about it. it. We've moved on. We don't play anymore. But there was a lot of reasons why that game ended the way it did. And it's unfortunate because it is a very creative game. And definitely with the right group, it, it probably would be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, and I just don't really see the point in cheating. I mean, 
it wasn't like there's money on the line <laughs> unless you <laughs> well, yeah. like got a bet going with some of the other group members like 10k and I'm bet you I'll win this next round or something. I mean, it, it's like, what was on the line? Like, was it worth the cheating to destroy, you know, a group of people that had established a gaming group to, to do that just to get a couple wins in a game that, I mean, I don't know how many people really play it that were in our group anymore. So oh, I don't think any of them do, but well, and that was, I think that was the unfortunate thing about it from my point of view is, you know, I'd always had this dream of putting this group of people together that, you know, had kind of a gamer group of sorts. And I always wanted it to be like my friends. And unfortunately that, that game, because of how cheap it was to download and how easy it was to play, I had, we had more people playing that than I'd ever been able to get on a single game before. And a lot of them were having fun when we started, but then, like I said, everything blew, kind of blew up, which is why it kind of ticked, the whole thing really ticked me off because it was like, oh yes, this thing that I wanted for a while is finally coming together. There's people that really don't play video games that often that were on it. And my wife was one of them, if you recall, is, uh, she's just not a big video game person. She likes to play them, but she likes to do more phone games and she was playing from her phone and uh, she enjoyed it to some extent, but it just it that's why I was so frustrated with it because it's like there was people I was getting to play with that I don't get to play games with very often and then to see it all blow up like that and it it, it was frustrating to me but <laughs> we don't need to talk about Among Us all night so it's gone in the past I forgive forget whatever and but um let's move on to the next one otherwise we'll be on that yeah. all day so <laughs> um dictators is the next one and I think we had a similar thing to this um in the last one control gamer i think we called them dictators but you probably see this more in rpg types settings i would imagine where somewhat you know one a member of your group is you know basically controlling what everybody else does in the game or dictating how everything is done um i don't know if we could really say we ran into this in wow too much there was a little I, bit of it i was about on. to say the only thing that i could really see is guilds and guild masters yeah. and people that were ranked within that dictating who got loot or who did what mm -hmm. or who is part of what raid run or group run that was gonna go and do a dungeon on any given night but yeah well this i don't know if you'd consider this a dictator or we're gonna get into elitists and gatekeepers nah like well that's a two down but uh, just <laughs> this one might kind of mix into both of those and I'll share this story. So we were part, you were part of this as well. I don't think you got the full, yeah, you were in there for all the drama, I think. But mm -hmm. um, there was a guild that we used to raid with on World of Warcraft. And I may have shared this story before, but so we would go in there and we were raiding this same dungeon over and over and over again. Those of us that had been there for a while already had everything out of it. But the problem was you needed 20 people. So you would inevitably have to fill in those handful of spots to get people that get people geared up so when the next dungeon come the next raid came out everyone was ready and our guild master at the time was playing a druid and the interesting thing about druids in that game is they can be tanks they can be healers and they can be dps and sometimes just to change it up he would play healer he would play dps just just because we had we wanted to get people experience in different roles and stuff and he was asked to change so that we could run he thought that entitled him to being able to roll on, say, healer gear. 
and I get it. I, I truly get it. It's like, we've, we're all bored of this. It's nice to get something out of it. But the problem is if we're running this thing over and over again to get people experience and to get them drops, if you're in there taking the healing gear over someone who actually needs it, it just isn't right. And I mean, it got to the point where he was building like three full sets of gear. Like I said, I get it, but there was Mm -hmm. that. And then there was other people that just played for fun and enjoyed the community aspect of it. I never got the full story of this, but there was a guy who played, um, Oh, you know, we'll use his gamer. It's probably be fine, but I won't use his gamer tag. He, it was also pretty common that most people would drink during the raids. And that was part of the fun of it is there would be people drinking. You'd hear beers cracking open. And there was one of our healers drank a lot. And somebody else in the, in the Alliance who this guy raided with one of the bigger raiding guilds on the server, basically I think had a chat with him if he needed to like step it up. And the guy basically quit over it. And a lot of us didn't realize that's what had happened. But it did. And it just, it stings because here's a guy that's trying to have fun and got basically like outed from the guild for it. And I think that's what ended up happening over the course of the whole thing. We ended up basically splitting in two eventually and we were just never able to reform, unfortunately. But I guess that kind of gets into the, I don't know, like I said, it's not really a dictator. It's just kind of bad behavior. And the guy was nice enough on his own, but it just I don't know. It was a weird situation. I don't remember if you have any input on that, but it yeah, it was an odd whole thing. Well, and I think I think it could be considered dictatorship level where but more so in this case like you're you've been given a position of I I don't power. really want to call it, it, it power, but power within this gaming community. And now you're doing what you can to take advantage of it mm-hmm. and tell other people what they should or shouldn't be doing. Now you go into Nax Ramus and you die like 20 times because people can't run through a slime field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, tempers start getting high because, mm-hmm. it, you know, people leading it are like, I'm, I'm so tired of trying to get everybody through this. And you think like, 20 40 people like trying to make sure everybody gets through these different challenges to get from boss to boss and then each boss has specific mechanics that the players have to be aware of and then and and i know this excuse got thrown out there a lot but if someone didn't have a great computer they would lag behind and i know that got thrown out a lot as the big excuse like well my computer was lagging but they really weren't shown a lot of mercy from those that were running or had a higher office within that guild structure and so it's either you were going along for the ride and you were just chilling enjoying to be there and you know if you got something great or if if not you you were outed pretty quickly if you were trying to i don't make a change or be a little more vocal about what was happening and i do understand both sides of that because it's a tough call because you do have the people that are you know and i was one of them i mean i had been in there i you're running it over and over and over again and it, it it does get old but you have to move past that knowing that you're trying to get these people up to a point where we're gonna continue to progress and continue to move forward in the game and we weren't able to do that and i I, it's frustrating i i so 
I will defend him a little bit by I don't defend the taking of the gear, but I, I understand why tempers flare because it's like, how many weeks have we done this? How do you like? What are you not getting about it? So I, I don't know, but I still don't think yelling at players is usually the best way to do it because more times than not, I have found if someone gets chewed out in a video game, they're probably done playing, which is not, I I, I don't like that. Well, yeah, it just kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Uh, No one's just going to lay there and let you degrade them. Yeah. Especially if you start aggressive, a cornered wolf is going to bite. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, I was trying to get to is if you start with aggression, you're going to get aggression. Mm -hmm. And that's when everything starts falling apart. And unfortunately, you know, I was just, I was happy to be there and actually getting to go through that part of the story and, and great. If I got some gear, great, you know, yay. (laughs) And I, there were plenty of time. I mean, I could go in a month and maybe, maybe get one item mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it was fine. It was just, I got to do the content. I got to experience that story content that you don't get. Cause I'm usually a solo player. So it was nice being part of that bigger community where, Hey, now I can go into these dungeons, these bigger raids and experience that story that I haven't gotten to. It was like a whole other chapter of the game opened up for me and and that was really what I was getting out of it and I was happy to be there and just and and I think this was the other perspective I had the uh players that were popping up the DPS charts after every single fight uh, that that got annoying I I don't know how you felt in the other guild leaders felt about that but it just it seemed like warlocks or your your top tier dps mages hunters were constantly popping those up to be like look i'm top dps and but i remember <laughs> there were specific orders that you would give or whoever was leading like hey dps back off and so i'm starting to back off and use use different things and maneuver myself into better positions and make sure I'm just staying alive. And I look around and the other DPS isn't, if anything, they were speeding up and I'm just like, okay, yeah. so now they pop up these DPS charts and I'm way down on the list because I actually listened to what was being said, but now they're like pointing out, yeah, look where this other guy is. The DPS charts thing. And that was crazy. Cause well, and some of it, it was just, yes, there was a rotation aspect to it of you know maximizing your dps but there was so many factors involved in that of like like exactly what you said is are you following i'd rather have somebody that's like following all the rules and not getting like messing up the aggro situation Uh, yeah there's just a lot of things we could (laughs) that would be a whole topic in and of itself but yeah and then are you thinking the gear you know if you're someone new to the alliance okay yeah you're probably not going to be at the top but course i don't know i used to get obsessed with them too when i was dps well i think it's just validation that you're doing a good job but i I, there's two sides to it of course but let's let's go on to the next one just it kind of ties in with this and we kind of already hit it elitists and gatekeepers and just people that really keep people away from any given game or hobby you you see it in hobbies as well it's just someone's new trying to get into it and they just get blasted out of the gate and can't even kind of get their feet wet and enjoy things and get used to it before someone comes in and just either degrades what they're doing or 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Um, I've never had this happen to me, but I would assume like if you're playing a tabletop like war game, like Warhammer Lord of the Rings, and you're trying, you know, you're excited about your army and your buddy fields this crazy, expensive, well-thought army and just absolutely decimates you a bunch of times and is giving you crap about it. And it's like, you know, you could, f- and I think with board games, you see this, the, I, yeah, board games probably more than anything, you know, people are, you want people to learn a new board game and you just come in and don't even, and not, I'm not one to let people win either, but there's a difference between like embarrassing somebody and letting them win, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And it could be, it could go even as far as withholding information mm-hmm. as well. Like, oh, I'm not going to just give you this information or like, the player has something they're going to do and they try to go do it. And every time they do the, the other players like, Oh, actually you can't do that because da, 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 da. It's like, okay. Like when can I do anything? It's, you know, you're trying to rope a dope someone just kind of like, you know, you see the poker scams where they try to get people just to throw down money at poker. (laughs) You see it in movies all the time where it's just, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the next one I have is this one. This one I really don't have any tolerance for is like racist stuff. I just because if you're saying it, you you know what you're typing in chat or saying. I mean, there's just no reason to say some of that. And I've everyone who's played video games has had some example of someone being called this or that. And you could claim ignorance in maybe a handful of cases, but most of the time it is very obvious you know what you're saying. Well, and I think just hate speech in general, just whether it's racism or anti-religious or, you know, anti-LGBT, whatever it may be, you're, I think that kind of goes into gatekeeping because you're using that speech to keep people away that you don't feel deserve to be playing what you're playing or whatever that may be and I think we meant brought this up last time is because there is kind of that barrier between gamers where you're not in front of them seeing an actual person a lot of people I think tend to be a lot more aggressive than what they normally would Mm -hmm. and will take opportunities to do things that are much more aggressive than maybe intended, but definitely there are those out there that mean and want every bit of that. And thankfully I do think a lot of developers and and platforms have been taking this a lot more seriously Mm -hmm. recently and have been offering more support and uh, reporting for victims of this type of speech but definitely this is absolutely probably one of the worst forms of toxicity in gaming and i do agree i think a lot of i know i think it's i'm sure most of them do a lot of them have you have just report options and i i'll be honest i'm not someone who just reports all the time but if i see stuff that i find offensive like and and i'm i'm not easily offended but if, if it's something that's just blatantly racist i i usually will report it because i just i I don't have any tolerance for it anymore i just (laughs) i say anymore i don't know that i've ever had any tolerance for it but i just i don't know i'm gonna report it if i see it so 
Well, and it can even go further than that. It's just really quick, like uh, threatening or aggressive mm-hmm. behavior. So threatening to hurt someone outside of the game or disturb their life in some way, or just the very act of describing what you're going to do to them, whether, you know, you can get, you can imagine fairly adult with that type of speech and it can be really toxic depending on the type of player that it's being directed towards obviously if you do feel or you are being threatened to if you feel like at any point like there is risk to your life or making attempts definitely take it seriously and report it as soon as possible so we can stop this behavior mm-hmm so the next one, and some of these aren't going to require as much chatting. I just thought this one was funny. The rank, the rank checker. And you usually see this in like competitive shooters. I've had this happen in Overwatch so many times. Like, oh, you're only this. Don't even talk to me. But then, you know, they're the same rank. It's like, you know, you're only go back to this or go back to. And I've actually, what's crazy is I, it probably was Overwatch. No, I think it was Rainbow Six Siege. I remember someone on my team was like stick to casual and it's or whatever the you know the non-ranked one is and it's like and i remember my brother and i were laughing it's like this is casual <laughs> like we're in here because we don't want to be like dead serious you know we're in here having a good time go back to casual or stick to casual like uh do you realize we're in a casual lobby but i do want to say one thing about the rank checker and i bring this up with overwatch there's a guy who does videos i just can't remember his name but he points out this idea that one issue with overwatch is the game is such a team game you can have one person that you one person cannot win an overwatch match but one person can lose an overwatch match which is an interesting concept but that was one of the issues with it is you have i would play a tank character a lot and the goal of the tank was basically it was I started, I read some guides and I started seeing things a little bit differently. It was like the tanks are trying to gain ground, basically. You, and that's what a lot of it is. And the DPS is supposed to support them and the healers heal, obviously. But so I would play Reinhardt and the general, he's a guy that has a big hammer and shield. So the general strategy was, is you would have your shield up and kind of be pushing forward. You would take a couple swings at their tank. You would back off just a step or two and put your shield back up. And then you would just kind of keep repeating it. And the idea you were trying to gain ground. And I remember like getting yelled, you know, sometimes you would get yelled at. It's like, why are you doing this? Or why, you know, it's like this and that. And it's like, I'm actually doing, like, I'm playing the role I'm supposed to be playing. I, I'm playing how I'm supposed to play, but you just, you don't realize that. And that was mm-hmm. the issue in these lower ranks is you have a lot of people that just, they're in there used to playing like Call of Duty or something where they're running around just getting kills and they're not paying attention to the overall team mechanics of it. And I would, I saw that a lot in Overwatch where you would have people yelling at you when they, and it, it happened a lot where they were more the problem. And that's like kind of get into the rank checking thing is like the rank in that game, it, it mattered a little bit in a sense, but I considered myself a gold level tank. I, I consistently played well enough in gold and I could, I could make it to gold with enough time. But there were times where I would get stuck in, I think they, I'm trying to think is they say like silver hell or bronze hell. You get stuck in these lower ranks. And because it's such a team game, you can't push your way out of that. 
because I remember having great matches and still losing. And, you know, it takes like two wins to make up for a loss, depending mm-hmm. on how long you've been playing. And it's just, it gets really hard to climb those ranks unless, and it almost became to the point where you had to have a group of a full group to be able to play and actually progress. So it it's a good game. I'm not, I just, that rank checking stuff is just like, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, you have to remember it's just a game. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's only, I'm just, yeah. And I guess to put, shine a bit of light here, I do want to bring up a story, something that you had told me happened to you. as, And I think it, it's a really good example of how the gaming communities can be better. So this took place in Warhammer Vermintide 2. Mm-hmm. And for anyone out there that's played it, you know. And if you haven't, it's basically a first-person hack-and-slash against hordes and hordes of monsters. And at the higher difficulties, it can get very difficult to where even a little mistake can be a massive... (laughs) It can kill everybody in the party. And I think you, if you want to take over here, you had had a player reach out to you when they had noticed your your play style and how you were playing and i and i thought how you explained to me if they they could have easily gone aggressive mm-hmm. and just told you oh you suck learn how to play the game you know you loser what whatever that negative you know language would have been they would have been giving it to you but they they took a different route yeah so i was playing it was a character i hadn't played as much and they just had made some suggestions on how i did the build and it it was very positive and I'd actually been playing quite a few matches with them and they, and I, something had came up one point I had kind of made a comment is like, I know I'm not doing as much as I need to. I'm working, you know, on getting better. They go, Oh, you're doing fine. Good dude. And I was kind of shocked because sometimes in games, you know, people just tend to be more, my experience has been people don't always tend to be very nice, especially when you get into mm-hmm. the higher difficulties of the game. But yeah, they had made some suggestions to me and, you know, they would kind of, make comments as i did it and it's like oh yeah see you you see how that helps and they were really supporting me and helping me get better and it, no and it helped a lot and it was very positive and i've had a lot of those positive experiences on that game in fact you will hear me say often that is maybe i have just gotten extremely lucky but the vermintide 2 community is very very nice i mean i have had just so many good experiences of instead of people getting mad they just now we've had we've had the mad experience too, and so the mm-hmm. I, I bring this up because I want to explain how this goes. So we had jumped up to the next difficulty, and every time you move up a difficulty in that, it, it it's a big difficulty jump. I mean, it's not yeah something that's just small, and in fact, it's such a big difficulty jump that when you go back and play the easier levels, it's like how was this ever hard? But anyway, we had moved just moved up to this difficulty, and we were playing a level that I will tell you for those of you that have played there's a level at the end you have to stand on this platform and let this pool basically you have to you have to hold the spot basically all these hordes are coming in and it's i can tell you it is probably Mm -hmm. one of the most if not the most difficult part of the level of that difficulty it's hard i've been in very good groups that have failed it so it wasn't easy and we we went in there not really knowing what to expect and we and we lost and the guy got really mad, you know, the whole you suck and this and that. And I remember you and I 
ended up going back to the lower difficulty level, I think, for a week or two after that because of that poor experience. And I eventually got up the courage to go into that next difficulty level. And I had some positive experience. I learned how to play on it. And I, I figured out kind of what we did wrong on that. But, you know, that's the whole thing. If this guy had... Now, that being said, in hindsight, this guy probably was fairly new to that difficulty himself because I don't think he would have been cursing about <laughs> losing on that level because, like I said, that level's hard even with a good group. So I, I I don't think he was as experienced as he was acting like he was. But um, like I said, in general, my experience with that game has been very good. But, you know, the difference is the, a lot of these players seem to understand is if we want to have this community of people that continue to play this game, we need to build them up so they can be better and continue to play as opposed to when we're rude, we drive people out of these gaming communities. And in the end, there's less people to play with, especially on a cooperative game like that. Well, and it is a fun cooperative game and it, and it does feel really good when you finally beat a certain level, especially that one on the higher difficulties. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, we did it. And I remember that, that, match that that individual had gotten really upset with us and I remember at the end he had gotten me up and I mean I got up but I was almost instantly dead again I was like well I don't and he was yelling about it and it's like well I don't know what you wanted me to do like I would you got me up and then I was almost instantly dead there was just too many there was there was no way we were making it out of that situation but then I hear your other stories especially that one where they were teaching and it's like you know what that I that's amazing. I love that someone took the time, complete strangers, just like, hey, try this, this and see how that's working better. See how easier it is when you're focused on this and not that. And that is a huge difference. That's the difference between a community being destroyed and a community growing. Yes. Is individuals like that, whoever you are, (laughs) thank you for being great. So I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I had actually planned to bring it up later. So that's all good. We got that in. So <laughs> yeah, no. So next, I I want to bring this up because I think it's a funny example of how certain behaviors, well, in some games, they're considered toxic and other games are the norm. And this is another shooter one, but corner campers, campers, camper. I remember in Call of Duty, that was always the thing. You're a camper. And if you don't know what camping is, you basically sit in a corner in a room. And then when people come through, you shoot them. And if you're good at it, you typically move to the other corner next time. So when they come in and try to get you, you shoot them in the back. Um, I, I'm kind of joking, but that's, yeah, the general idea. It's kind of frowned upon in running gun games like Call of Duty because a lot of the action is more you're running around shooting people at a quick pace. So you're on the move and all of a sudden you come into this room where some guy's sitting and it's more of a line of sight lag issue and you get blown away. In, in that game, it's considered... I don't know if I'd consider it toxic, but I I always remember you'd get called out on it if you were doing it for an extended period of time. Another game that I played a lot was Rainbow Six Siege, and that's what that game's all about. I mean, you're sitting in rooms defending, and it's, if you have, I don't know, I don't think you played it. I think you said you watched your brother play. It's teams of five, Mm -hmm. a, a, a team of five going into a building against another team of five, and you only have one life. So your life is very valuable to you in that you know game so you're not just going to run in and go I, people do it I, but in general you don't just necessarily charge in the gameplay may have changed now who knows they they've made a lot of change but it, the point i'm getting at is in that game you would see a lot of people corner camping and you would ne- you wouldn't get called out on it because that's that's how the gameplay was you would check corners when you went into a room you'd just edge and barely look into a window to see those people camping but that's that's the nature of that game so 
I found that it kind of interesting. I wanted to bring up it just different games, different behaviors, even though it's a the same genre, basically. Oh, I've got a bone to pick with you about camping. <laughs> uh, what's a certain that? 64 game. <laughs> yeah. Specifically 007, you screen uh, watcher. <laughs> or <laughs> basically spawn camper. Yeah. And I think that goes back to even the Halo stuff is the problem with those games was, well, Halo, you didn't have to be on the same TV, but one of the big problems was screen watching. So if you were gate, we could also consider this gatekeeping of some sorts too, is you, you would spawn and those, the person that had the game knew the level so well before you could even get a gun picked up. It's like, wait, I'm dead. I don't even get a chance to do anything. It was crappy. Oh, I can apologize I for that, but yeah. I don't know how many times that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better this round. I take one step and I'm dead again. And then you're just rolling on the floor laughing. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what I do wrong. <laughs> and I think probably, I hate to say this, it's some of it is just the ignorance of kids at that age. And just the, you know, I hate, I, I said, you, Going in there and playing that game and being the person that's doing all the kill. And we, I think we talked when we talk about fighting games too. Yeah, yep. it's great on Mortal Kombat to just beat the crap out of your friend over and over and over again. But you know, let's think about: is it fun for them? And I, I that Goldeneye scenario probably happened to a lot of people because we used to play it a lot. So there was a couple levels we had memorized. So it was yeah, we just smoked everybody on them because. If you died, you were in that game. You didn't start with a weapon either. I don't think. I think you just had the slapper, mm -hmm. so you didn't even really have a chance, <laughs> it, truthfully. And then there was the screen watching. The, it probably would have been prevented with screen if there was separate screens because you wouldn't have been able to see where they were spawning at. Well, unfortunately, I mean that was just the time. Yeah, <laughs> we were living in at that point where you've got a group of friends and some people have the game, some people don't. So you go over to your friend's house to play this fighting game they've had for a month. And it's, they've had a month practice and you're picking it up for the first time. So you can, you know, the outcome of that, but yeah. obviously we're still friends. So there were no true hard feelings. And <laughs> luckily there was no hate speech or any of these other toxic things going on, but yeah, it's yeah just... we, we wouldn't be having this podcast today over a game of 007. So uh, I'm still yeah. so angry about that. <laughs> I actually, it's funny you bring that up. I actually got called out on that one time. I was with a, some friends with who I used to, before we had moved some friends I used to live in the same town as, and I had went back to visit them and we were playing 007 and I was pulling that same thing. And one of them was like, well, this is stupid. You know, the whole level, let's pick a different level. And we picked a level that I, it was one of the ones that I didn't know that well, because we just didn't play it all the time. And it, I still won, but it was, a, you know, it was a more fair match. And in hindsight, I can sit here and be like, yeah, that, you know, doing what we did is not the best behavior. I'm fully well willing to admit that. So, oh, uh, well. Even before the online community, this <laughs> there were still these types of behavior. And obviously, if you were good friends, there wasn't going to be any, you know, spill, you know, bad blood or spilled milk over it. But you go over to like maybe you know i don't know them as well <laughs> i'm so, not talking to that person again i have to uh share this other story that i had forgotten about and he'll he'll know what i'm talking about so <laughs> oh boy so my two younger siblings we the one that's closer in age to myself we used to play shooters quite a bit and our younger brother who is quite a bit 
younger than us. I think he's around 15 years younger than me. Uh, we had gotten, we had brought Halo home and he was kind of getting to the age where he was like getting interested in video games, but wasn't quite, you know, he hadn't had the experience to be really good at them yet, at least from the perspective of an experienced gamer. So I remember we would, basically we would play Halo together and we would give him a handicap where he had all this extra health, but it would be two on one where Justin and I would fight him. And even with all the extra health, (laughs) it didn't usually go that well. And I assure you, me and the brother closer in age to me were having a pretty good time with it. I- I've talked to Ryan about it before. I don't I don't know if it was so fun on his end, but he he looks back at it now as we put him through the gauntlet. And now Halo is like one of his favorite games. And I get the idea that he's pretty good at the multiplayer, but a lot of it came from <laughs> me and <laughs> the other brother just destroying him <laughs> over and over and over again on that but, uh, that's a sibling that's a sibling thing it's all fair when it comes to siblings <laughs> well you're yeah that's what are older siblings for if not to grief <laughs> uh, i had to bring that up when we were talking about that but yeah he, we've talked about it before and he loves halo and it i think yeah so yeah we'll get his opinion on that sometime but let's let's go to a different uh thing just because <laughs> we talked about but so I have to show gankers and these tend to be in more PVP oriented RPG type games. How do you view ganking really? If it's an allowed feature of the game, is it okay to do? If talking from my experience, I mean, which would be MMOs. If you're in an MMO and it's a player versus player server and you're in hostile territory questing and you get ganked, I, it sucks and you're going to be angry about it, but that's, that's the game. And that's a PVP server. What about hitting lobbies though, where it's like, you know, (laughs) I think I know where you're going with this. (laughs) So I I'll share the story and you, you all will have to judge for yourself. I have very mixed opinions about it. So those of you that play, well, it's a tough one. Yeah. If you remember red Ridge mountains, there was a guy on our server he was a rogue. There, there was probably rogue. a guy on every server. You know yeah. that guy, the Red Ridge Mountain rogue guy. Yeah. So on our server, this guy would spend the majority of his day in Red Ridge Mountains just murdering everybody. I mean, he knew where all the quests were located. I mean, he basically shut that area down. It took you three times, four times as long to get through that area as it would have if he was not there. Now, I'm sure there was another option, but this was back in vanilla. It wasn't easy to... I don't know where else you could have gone in quest. You would have had to like go over to Kalimdor, which was not easy to get to at the time, if I recall, because there were the, boat, the boats weren't in storm. I'm trying to think, how would you even... I don't even know how you would you, get to Kalimdor from there you at could that get, time. It, it, was, it was quite a journey to get there. You could also go kind of the dwarf and gnome path but again you're gonna each area at that level was like that was your first introduction to pvp like the safe zones were gone and that was your first like okay welcome to pvp town and yeah there were individuals that i will say did take advantage of it this guy and he the bad thing is you'd have people get on their mains and come fight him but since he was a rogue he just he he was good at what he did i will give the guy credit for that i remember he he very 
seldom got caught. He would always get away and he'd wait till his cooldowns were back up to come back around. So, well, and that gets into when is it too much? Cause that got into corpse camping because I, I remember it would just be like, well, I'm just going to spawn in the graveyard. And I remember a few times I tried to do that and boom, you were dead. Cause he was in the graveyard killing people that yeah. had just come back. Cause you got tired of going halfway across the map to get basically when you die in that game, you turn into a ghost and then you got to run to where your body was. And when you get close enough, you can make your character come back to life and, then you you have like some negative things for a bit uh and then if you you have the option of resurrecting yourself at the graveyard but you take a much heavier penalty doing that it's like 10 minutes you basically mm-hmm. can't do anything and I, he must have gotten tired of waiting people to run back to their body and decided to camp the graveyard and it's a tough one because it was certainly annoying and I don't know how you address it because that's how you built the game. But at the same time, I mean, you're sitting there just, and I do think blizzard had something in there early, early on where you would get dishonor points for killing somebody lower than you. And they got rid of that. And then it was just open season. Maybe I'm remembering that different. But I, I, I remember don't there being remember like the dishonor. And, there was honor, but I don't think there was. There was honor. You di- you didn't get honor from killing lower level players. Was what it was. So there was no really benefit to the player to do it. And that's like I said, it's kind of a tough call. But that's the only reason I would maybe give him the thumbs down is because what he was doing. Well, what he was doing wasn't honorable. That's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> And if we were looking at this from a real life situation, obviously, like, you know, troops would have been sent in to quell the threat yeah. at that point. Like if a whole town is just getting murdered and mm-hmm. it got bad, it, it got bad It would get to a point where you would have to just log off. And I remember there were times like logging in at one, two, three in the morning and just hoping that he wasn't on and trying and to you rip could, through the area. Yeah. Yeah, and and you could you'd get on, and all you'd have to do is like just watch chat, and you'd be able to tell almost right away if that guy was there uh, doing his rampage thing, or you'd look across this little uh, pond over to the city, and you'd see all the uh, NPCs dead, or the the NPCs, yeah, (laughs) or if if you were trying to turn in a quest or pick up a quest, if you didn't see that little quest marker pop up on your mini map, it was like, Oh, I'm logging out. But it, but it did, it got you, you had to log off and then log back in and hope when you log back in, they were not there. And I will say, I know we have raided lobby towns before in that game. I, I remember doing the same thing. The difference was it wasn't something that I, you know, you'd go in, you'd wipe the town out and you'd be done. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I've done that aspect. This guy really committed to it. So, and maybe he was my karma for the times we did raids. I don't know. <laughs> well, that was before I think I didn't have a max level character at that point. So it was like, can you stop? <laughs> but yeah, going in and I think just continually doing it. Maybe you should have logged off, read a book, 
did something <laughs> constructive. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. If you, if you had done everything in the game and all you had to do to have fun in the game was was do that, <laughs> maybe you should have been being a little more productive in other areas of your life. But <laughs> of course, I'm thinking everyone at playing at that time, a lot of people were in college. It was a lot of college age kids. So there just really wasn't that much. Well, there was other things to do with your spare time, but I don't know if I would say they were probably much better. <laughs> so, eh. Anyway, we can we can go on from that. So that's all I really had for that thing. Uh, I know there's probably other examples we maybe missed. And like I said, there were a lot for specific games and people that would, if you're talking about League of Legends, the creep killers and all these specific things. And if if there were games I had played more, I probably, I played League of Legends, but I never got deep into it enough to know all the different, there was like passive aggressive flamers and all this stuff of, people that bait you into attacking them and then try to make it seem like you were the one being mean. So there was a couple other ones, but I think that covers the main ones I wanted to get to. I did want to bring up something that I, it ties in with this. It's called the vibe. And I think we briefly touched on this before. I've noticed it in different settings, like a party situation or a concert. There's a certain vibe that goes on at sporting events. You see it a lot say a game stadium if the game's going well everyone's in a good mood there's a lot of high energy when the game goes poorly it can almost be like the air gets sucked out of the stadium and that's one thing you almost have to be careful as a fan base to even when something bad happens to not let that air get sucked out because it will change things quickly and i mean it's mm-hmm. a ra- you can see it in a rally in baseball all kinds of stuff but there's is a vibe with video games especially when you're playing competitive shooters and stuff I, I I think I've explained this to you before. I used to play Rainbow Six Siege a lot. I, I loved that game. Unfortunately, there were some problems with it that I had that maybe would, I don't know if I could consider them toxic gaming, but so I, I, I should I get off topic real quick? Oh, just real quick. My issue with that game, and you can give me your opinion on this, was I enjoyed playing ranked in that. I enjoyed the competitive part of it. And it, it was very frustrating to lose sometimes. Mm-hmm. But what got to me was when you would get to a certain rank in the game, I think it was platinum, if I recall, there was gold, platinum, diamond. And I I played with a controller. I grew up with controllers just for shooters. I tend to be better with them. And it's unfortunate because, and maybe if I switched over, I would get better with the keyboard mouse. But a lot of people, even though this was on the PlayStation, a lot of them used keyboard mouse. And you had to, my understanding is you had to buy some special device to use a keyboard mouse on the PlayStation. So my issue was truthfully a key. It's hard for a controller player to compete with a keyboard mouser in a shooter game. And I was always a little frustrated because I felt like I was really good at the game with a controller. But when you got into that certain ranking, you could tell a lot of people used keyboard mouse. At least that's how it appeared to me based on some of the movements If I'm wrong, you know, so be it. But that was the issue I had with it. And it's like, obviously, the you're not supposed to be able to use a keyboard mouse in this, but people figured out a way to do it. And the developers weren't going to stop it. So that kind of bothered me about that. I don't know. You have an opinion on that? (laughs) It's it's tough because everyone wants to. It's not like everyone has a way of playing that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. And to say, oh, well, you have to play this way or that way, especially especially if we ever get cross-platform play, 
if that ever becomes a more prominent thing that I would that's something that I think is going to have to be definitely thought of but it, it's tough I think if you're playing controllers I, I could see an argument for both ways where someone's just like I just I can't do controllers well I guess my my problem with it probably would be and I know because of the way they did it I don't know if there was a way to do this it should have the ideal situation would be for it to filter people using keyboard and mouse into one group and people using controller into the other. That would that would have been ideal because it's it's not fair in the sense that I shouldn't have to be competing. But it's also a it's just the way the game was. It, there was no option to only play controller people because I don't think the keyboard's mouse was meant to be integrated into it. It just there was a way you could. I don't want to say hack. I, I and I never had done it. My brother tried it briefly there was something you had to buy i believe but i don't i i don't know either way it's like you know that was the whole thing it's like well you could buy a keyboard mouse it's like well i don't want to i like playing with the controller and i did buy it on the computer later and to be honest i wasn't as good with the keyboard mouse i i I probably would have gotten better if i kept playing but you know after putting in i too many hours that i don't want to admit to (laughs) into it with a controller i just didn't feel like re getting the muscle memory for that but um to go back to the vibe real quick when we used to play that, there would be, and I had some siblings I would play with as well. We would sometimes start off the night really well, and we'd have a great night on there. And sometimes something would happen that would just absolutely ruin the whole night. And it typically started when someone would in the group would get mad at someone else in the group, and they would make a comment. And it only took one little comment most of the time, and it would just shatter the vibe. And we would lose a bunch in a row. And people, then, of course, people start getting really mad. And it's this person's fault and that person's fault. And I, that's one of the reasons I kind of quit playing as well was just because I, I just don't need that stress in my life. I'm playing video games mm-hmm. to have fun. So if, yeah. I'm, if I'm in a situation where people are being rude to each other, it kind of takes the fun out of it for me. And unfortunately, that's one reason I've gotten away from shooters recently. I just, I do love the competitiveness and I certainly get mad when we lose. I don't like to lose in them, but I I have slipped up. I'm not going to sit here. Everyone has played with me. No, I've something has slipped out of my mouth a time or two. I'm not going to claim innocence of it, but I, I would like to say 90 to 99% of the time, even if I'm mad, I just keep my mouth shut, <laughs> but you know, and I, that's why I said, I do understand we are, there are a lot of people who like to win as this, I know in sports, it's the same way you like to win, but we should try to be graceful in our defeats, but <laughs> it doesn't always. So like I said, I understand both ways. I just wanted to bring up the whole vibe thing is like saying, is, you know, when that vibe gets rocked, whether it's overwatch rainbow six, I said that maybe that was the nice thing about Call of Duty. Sometimes because of the more free running gun, I don't remember it happening that often in that game, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, and no one likes losing. And I think in any competitive environment, you're going to get that same thing where the vibe gets sucked down. I mean, you look at sports and it doesn't matter at what level it is, little league, high school, college, pros team members start getting a bad vibe and running mouth or bad attitudes it can trail to Mm -hmm. everybody else and that mood gets sucked down and all of a sudden we're we're on a losing streak 
and there's it just see it the hope is gone mm-hmm. and nobody wants to be there and, and i so think that's I, yeah. yeah very destructive so just keep in mind that and i we're all guilty of it no one does like to lose and we've all slipped up and said something i there's only one thing that came to mind when we were playing rainbow six i i remember making a comment and i i usually keep my had pretty cool my sister-in-law was we were playing and i think i didn't realize she was playing this specific character and i i made a comment because they did something that was it it was i don't know what i don't even remember what it was but i remember i said something and i realized and i just immediately apologized i'm like i'm sorry i was mad just it's it wasn't you know and and they and she forgave me and we moved on with the night but that was the thing is i realized i'd said it i realized it was way out of line and i apologized and she was you know she didn't let it ruin the night it was just like no i get it i i and 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 i think whatever it was she she was even beyond that she was like no i know i shouldn't have done that you know but you know i also should not have said anything it should have just and and i think it was one of those i didn't realize she was playing that's what it was i didn't realize she was playing that guy so i thought i was just saying something about the random guy that was with us and it's like oh shit (laughs) well and i think that falls under that unintended toxic behavior where you really didn't intend for that but you recognized it and i think that was the right step coming in and saying hey i apologize and i'll call myself on this it, it was wrong and offering that apology can go a long way definitely and so i i think it was handled and i think that's part of it is admitting we all have our faults we're all going to make mistakes and allowing that room to have that little bit of humility to say look i'm sorry that was uncalled for i i just have so many personal experiences with all this i i feel the need to probably share more stories than what i normally would on this but i I did have a funny experience it's not funny at the time it wasn't but uh if they listen to this show he'll that's okay He, he can just have to live with it but so same game there was a night that we had been playing and i was playing extremely well this night and i i would equate it to caring but everyone else wasn't playing that well and i I didn't really care i I don't i don't remember being rude about it in any way maybe i'm wrong and i had one bad match at the end of the night and i remember i got a comment from my brother (laughs) about it and i i think it triggered you know me just you know having been playing well all night it's like now all of a sudden you're saying something to me and i remember like I didn't respond I, exactly. I was just like, well, on that note, I'm going to be done for the night. And I remember we did not play for a, at least a month. I think it was several months after that because of that, the way it ended. And I would have definitely gotten over it quickly if there was like a, a, a simple, hey, you know, that was out of line. So my wife had said something to me about <laughs> about it and it was like asking why we hadn't played games with each other for like a couple months. And I think Jennifer must have brought it up to my sister-in-law and I, and my sister-in-law has like, I told him he needed to apologize. And his response was, oh, he's my brother. I don't need to apologize. And I, I do agree. You have a brother as well. I don't think there always needs to be an apology between brothers. Cause I, we get along well enough. We've well moved past it, but I think we would have, things would have been smoothed over much, much sooner if there had been an apology. I guess I'll put it that way. So there, no, mm-hmm. there didn't need to be one, but there should have been probably just to smooth things over quicker. 
Well, it does. It does help. It definitely goes a long way, whether you think it will or not. Taking that extra time just to think of somebody else and just do that for them can go a long way. And they're going to remember that. They're going to be like, oh, I remember, you know, instead of it being like, oh, yeah, that was a horrible game. I don't really want to play with that person again to, oh, no, you know, it was rough, but they apologized. And, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to playing with them again. Well, I think that's the difference. I think we would have probably picked it back up the following weekend as opposed to, like, several months later. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and it's just fun. So I, like I said, it's there. There don't doesn't always have to be an apology between siblings, assuming you have a good relationship mm-hmm. with your siblings. But it, it it still sometimes is worth it. So um, let's see what else do we want to get into. We've hit most everything. I know. I think later we'll just save this. We had talked about doing a mobile game episode, and <laughs> I I think we'll just save this for that because I this will turn into another huge, huge discussion. And I want to get to the creature feature of the week. So. Well, b- before we oh, get yeah. to that, I-, I do have a story I want to share of kind of my own personal experience with toxic in video games specifically. And then I want to leave on kind of a note to kind of wrap this all up. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll get into a nice little creature feature for everybody. You've got art for that, right? <laughs> I actually have a, I do actually have art for it. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited now. <laughs> it's yeah, not so prepared. It's, I, I would call it concept art as we've discussed before. So that works. So just something personally, I, as you, you know, the audience, not so much. I'm not a big shooter, like online mm-hmm. guy. It just, it's not my type of environment and that's fine. But I did get into a lot of MMO playing and, and there was a lot of MMOs on my list that I've tried and probably the biggest toxic behavior that I ran into was kill stealing. Mm-hmm. And basically other players coming in and killing an NPC before... <laughs> before you were able to even though they could see you were there waiting for that respawn and i think this has a little something to do on how game development is for mmos when you've got a world named npc that either has a long respawn time or is just really hard to find especially if a game is newer like we talked about last time if you know, it's a new expansion and everybody's kind of pooling into the same area. You, I remember there was a specific named one and I had to, usually to get to these NPCs, you have to fight through some mobs to get to them. And when you're at the level that you're supposed to be doing it, it's, it can be tough. Like, Mm -hmm. especially like I'm a solo player. So I was just, tackling the mobs one by one i got there the guy was there and so i'm like okay i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna eat my food i'm gonna drink get my health mana back up and the second i was about to attack this high level comes in and just obliterates everything in the area (laughs) and i was like uh excuse me he's like what (laughs) you want to like it was basically goading me like and then 
there were a few other players that were running behind that were my level that he was basically power running through the zone, which it was a starter zone, which nobody needed to be power leveled through that. Like you did not need a high level escorting you through those zones. And that was one instance of just like, really, you're going to, and then wasn't even apologetic about it was just very aggressive because I, it's like, I just fought and killed and I think this was a null NPC. So it's like, do you know how many Knolls I killed to get to this point? <laughs> and yeah, there was no remorse. Another instance of this, if you're fighting, if you're in the middle of the fight already, even player like other players that are on your side. And then not only that, if it's PVP, you've got enemies doing this, but they'll pull mobs into your fight to get them aggroed on you so you'll get killed and then they'll pick up the boss or Mm -hmm. that named npc right after you go down so they can take that kill i i cannot tell you how many times that has happened to me and it there's no remorse there's no sorry it's no i'm doing this on purpose i know what i'm doing and i'm doing it yeah which is the most frustrating thing when it comes to that. And I think that w- that's like the most toxic that I've had. Well, and it's just, it's a complete disregard for other players. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's selfishness is what it really comes down to. But yeah. Well, it's like, I've, <laughs> I, I understand we're all human. We've got lives. We, you know, we don't time, you know, they're trying to probably power level and, just burn through the game and i've i've had this happen several times where a high level will just come through and just kill everything and i'll i'm the type of person that will address you i don't sit there and call you names and start cussing you out but i will address you like excuse me i was here like i'm not just gonna let it go unnoticed and from a lot of the high levels i got the excuse of sorry just getting some revenge kills in and basically what they're saying is when they were there at a low level, they struggled and probably died a lot. And so now that they're <laughs> max level, they can go in there and wipe everything out in one hit. And so they like to go in and clear it all out. <laughs> the well, problem is, is when there's players trying to go through the content, you're ruining that that experience for them. And didn't, I could be wrong on this, but didn't WoW change it eventually, where as long as you got a hit in on said creature it would like it counted for everybody who'd gotten a hit in on it. I think, I, I think that was them. They, I don't know. They, they did do that, but I, I like to be challenged in my games. And so when I come across a named NPC, I would, I want to, uh, I want to have that challenge. I want to have that moment where it's like, no, I beat this on my skill because that's part of the game. That's how you learn to play the game. That's how you learn to play your class. So when you get to those higher levels, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like that's why those challenges are there. So you learn to play your class. And so just you go through and yeah, you get a hit on it. And so, yeah, I got credit for it, but you, you stole my learning experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think there was a, lot of players that weren't thinking and and i hate to say it it was intended like they were intending to do that to you Mm -hmm. they don't 
they don't care and i think that's what bothered me the most is just like wow like really and it and yes i'll address it but once it happened i really didn't i didn't message them again i didn't wasn't like i had written their character name down as like one day i'm gonna get you it, it was <laughs> done and over with <laughs> so it it's just really annoying in that moment and unfortunately it, it happened a lot and i'm and i'm sure i'm not the only one i'm sure there's a lot of you out there being like ah i know that pain yeah <laughs> i i've been there i've been there i've had it happen to me plenty of times I haven't played then, one in a while, so I don't like there's no fresh ones, but I, I know that I remember that happening though. So well, especially when you're talking classic and yeah. things actually took a long time to do. And <laughs> the respawns on some of those NPCs were really long. Well, and sometimes you'd be in a pretty epic long fight with them anyway. So you were like praying you'd get this thing killed before somebody else came along and ruined it. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, to, to bring up, I, I, I want, I've got one more story and then I'll end on a, a note about toxicity and gaming in general. To go back to the rogue, the rogue of Red Ridge discussion we had, I did get some sweet revenge. Uh, I was in an area, it was like a castle ruins and I was questing and a rogue I was playing a mage and this rogue thought that they were going to gank me and grief me. They got one hit. They got one hit and I had like a quarter of health left and it was over. And (laughs) it was probably the sweetest moment in MMO gaming I've ever had. The (laughs) just knowing that I foiled someone's plans to grief me in that moment was amazing and then obviously they came back with the intent of oh i'm going to kill you and but by that time i had completed it and i was gone (laughs) (laughs) and so that that was just a little victory story to throw out there just getting some you know revenge just having that satisfaction of knowing you know what i was going to be griefed and i was able to do something about it oftentimes in those moments you are powerless to do it so it was really nice I, he was probably thinking he was going to one shot me and when it didn't happen it was over <laughs> it is always very satisfying like turning the tables on somebody like that yeah it does kind of end up being a great moment <laughs> for you when that happens so i guess this leads to kind of a wrap up here before moving on to the creature feature and not to get really too dramatic here but Really, this comes down looking at it to blind rage and really neither side listening when things start getting heated to the other because it continues to escalate and because no one's willing most of the time to swallow their pride or hurt feelings and bridge that gap, nothing gets resolved. So even if one half is willing to have that conversation the other has to be willing and accept that kind of peace offering Mm -hmm. and I guess this leads me to another point that I feel really strong about and that is I feel as a collective race we are oftentimes much too hard on an 
on an individual admitting they were wrong and growing from that. Mm-hmm. It, it has become much easier to find our own truths and combat the other side instead of admit we were wrong. Because if we do that, the gloating and smugness that comes from the other side is so divisive that for the one it's happening to, it's, it's not worth being degraded, mm-hmm. which is absolutely horrible, but it, it does happen. And I think we have to remember and allow room for growth and accept the lesson of being humble on one end, accepting humility on the other uh, and not being punished for that, but welcoming and I guess to tie this back into video games, I think that oftentimes from what I've learned from my experience is that many individuals are uh, the majority of the time unapologetic for their actions. And this is something, you know, we had discussed earlier about offering those apologies and it all gets rolled into, well, it's just a game. It's just part of the game. Something we talk about in tabletop. It's, well, it's just what my character would do. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. And the trap behind that is you do not have to deal with all the emotions of the other player. You do not see or feel how your hostility is affecting those around you. And when you do not get emotion back, when you do get that emotion back, it's usually in the form of rage, aggression. And let's just admit admit it right here. Anger in this case is the result of being emotionally hurt by another. I mean, and you see this in any competitive arena. And I think just as a quick example in sports, uh, you have to in sports you actually have to like look that other person in the eye and carry on that toxic behavior and if that doesn't stop you usually the officiating crew will Mm -hmm. in many online game scenarios there is no or fairly poor implementation of consequences for those actions i will agree with that unfortunately some it depends on what it is like i said the the racism stuff they tend they've been cracking down on pretty hard but some of the other stuff it's it's probably a little difficult for them but i don't know that's not a good excuse but eh. (laughs) so just try to build i guess try to build healthy communities when you're feeling angered sometimes it's better just to walk away if you feel you can't control what you're going to say because you can't take it back and i think that's the big lesson here is once you say something especially if it's racial you can't take it back it's it's out there and so sometimes taking a deep breath counting to 10 going for a walk putting some cold water on your face finding something that makes you laugh or takes your mind off it for a moment do what you can to calm down. And and sometimes that best answer is to walk away. And if you do do something, just remember, you always have the option to apologize, but you have to be willing to accept that your apology is not always going to be accepted or you're not always going to get one. And hopefully if someone does apologize to you and genuine, genuine about it is it, it sometimes knowing the person helps a lot too, but you know, if there's, if it's someone who typically has a level head uh, forgiveness, 
means a lot, and it does. And we mm-hmm. all mess up once in a while. So, be what do they say in Bill and Ted's? Be excellent to each other, something like that. That's probably yeah. not it, but <laughs> we'll we'll use it. It's yes, <laughs> if if it's not from the movie, that's going to be my new saying: is be excellent to each other. And with that, uh, yeah, let's let's hear about this creature. Okay, so this is going to be a little different. I don't have a little dialogue written up about him. I kind of just want to describe it and kind of my inspiration for it. So this is probably not going to be the final name, just because I I don't really want to steal it what? off of something. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, we we might. I don't know if this is in it, but it it's a muckman is what I call it. Um, the inspiration came came from this from two different things. One is the mucks from Pokemon. And there was an old Ninja Turtle action figure I used to have, and his name was Muckman. And if you, I think if I recall, he actually came with some ooze you could dump in his head, or there was like a trash can on his back, and he would it would ooze out of his mouth and his <laughs> chest. I don't think my parents would ever let me have the ooze, but you know, it as a I get it now that I have kids, you don't want them. They make a mess with stuff as it is without giving them slime to deal with. But anyway, so this character is basically made out of ooze, essentially. But the, I wanted to take kind of the Muckman portion of it, and I wanted him to have like open boils and sores all over his skin. And basically what it is, is it's a, it's a humanoid of some sort that has gotten infected with this nasty, disgusting disease. And basically over time the disease turns them into like this muck looking creature and i made sure for all the people out there with trypophobia if you know what that is i made sure that there was plenty of that on like the arms you know these big boils and one of the effects that he has is if these boils like explode on you guess what (laughs) you're gonna oh no catch whatever this is so uh and and i one of the things is you're definitely gonna smell these creatures before you see them they smell just horrendous so it's kind of an interesting fight if somebody a melee character is gonna be taking a pretty big gamble if they go up and try to fight this thing so i wanted that mix of that humanoid and that monster this humanoid that is so infected with this is basically turning into a pile of muck and pustules and all that so very disgusting i do have some concept art for it we i will post that on the facebook page for those of you that listen um i think it's done i'll have to look at the picture i remember drawing and getting interrupted but i again will quote i am not a very good artist so take it as concept art just be happy it's up so i'm noticing a pattern with a lot of your creatures being that they always a lot of them so far have something that they're going to infect you with or you've in the last (laughs) combat we had in your campaign you you threw it wasn't yours but you tend to gravitate towards creatures that are going to give you something (laughs) yeah i'll have to change that up now dang it (laughs) no yeah, I always have some, I I don't know, I don't know where these ideas strike me at. Um, I know this is going to sound crazy. This idea for this one actually struck me while I was sitting in church. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I actually drew a little quick design of it on my church bulletin and like, oh, I got to draw this out when I get home. So I uh, don't ask me why I didn't have anything to do with the church service. I was just, I don't know, for some reason that just came to mind. So the, the things we think of in random things we think of in random locations <laughs> so speaking of Muckman from ninja turtles the original movies have gotten put back up on i don't know back, back up there on netflix so i got my daughter to watch the first two with me and i i just love i yeah ninja turtles are like the that and ghostbusters were like the 
that was like my childhood sweet spot. So I, I love all things, not all things. I love almost all things Ninja Turtle with a very few rare exceptions. One of them being oh. the new cartoon. And I, I've tried to give it a fair shake. I just... Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed that rambling, please consider supporting our podcast. You can show your support for The Lost Geeks on Facebook and Discord. We anticipate your collective feedback and suggestions. We would like to offer our sincere thanks to Nomad. That's K-N-O-M-A-D for providing his musical talents. You can discover him for yourself right here on Spotify. We hope you return for our next episode. And I do apologize for the cutoffs. If I don't stop them, then no one will. They are lost after all. Till next time, my love.